What is up, peeps? I'm Matt. A loud Matt. And yeah. I am Mike. We've tried to start the episode like three times now, and something has gotten in the way each time. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, how's it going, Mike? Uh, how are you? How are you? Fine I'm, Monday. Fine, beautiful Monday. I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, yeah, it's Monday, uh, November 12th. Uh, work was interesting. But I've been playing a game, and I've been really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to talking about it in our What Have We Been Playing section. It's good. Yeah, I, have a, I have a surprise for you. Yeah, you put that on the notes, and I'm not sure what it means. So uh, how are you doing? Well, I want to get to that. I did good. Uh, work is also not not fun for me either today. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's been going. I saw my grandparents over the weekend. That's fun. That was nice. Brought the dog up. Aww. Took a dog on a four-and-a-half-hour car trip. A four-and-a-half-month dog. On a four and a half hour car trip. Four and a half. Well, no, the ride there was like six hours because of the traffic and, oh, and other things. Gosh, <laughs> that dog. We gave the dog Benadryl before we left. That dog is an animal too. Yeah, she. Oh, poor thing. She was so like, get me out of here. I don't blame her. But on the ride home, she was a little more okay. I'm here now. This is my life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. Good. So, uh, Mike, what have you been playing? So, uh, as you know, I finished Darwin last week. Uh, I was playing a little bit of Risk of Rain, which is the indie game, the roguelike one I was playing for a while. But I said to Sarah, Sarah, I'm bored. I don't want to play this right now. I want to play something that I'm going to enjoy, be captivated by, but also feel okay with putting away for a while once Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee comes out. Which is why I started my second playthrough of Breath of the Wild. I saw that. You sent me a Snapchat. I did. I wanted to let you know that, like, that's not me just playing on my file. I'm starting a new file on my little New Game Plus account. It's my secret account. Nobody knows what I'm playing. Cool. Um, I'm enjoy- You know, with the DLC and everything, and knowing what I know about the game, it's a lot more fun going back through and, like, you know, knowing, hey, this game's an open world and I can explore however I want. However, I got off the Great Plateau and I was like, all right, I'm going to find the horse armor that lets my horse teleport to me. I'm going to find the Korok mask. And right now, I'm saying I went to Kakariko Village and I'm collecting the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 weapon arm, armor sets, which I didn't collect in my original file because they were trash. You know, once you're at the end of the game. Right, yeah. So I'm doing that right now. And it's like, it's a lot of fun going back and like exploring things that, you know, I already did explore. But it's also amazing because, I mean, I know not all of us got 120 shrines. I did. Uh, I know you did. <laughs> but it's amazing to me, even at this point, like, learning things about the game that after 70 hours of playing, I didn't know. Like, there was um, a little Korok trial thing where, you, like, it's in a little cave, and you have to go to the flowers number one, and then one with two flowers, and then with three flowers, and four flowers, and five yes. flowers, and they light up. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've never seen that before. You've never seen one of those Koroks before? No, no, one of those. They're all over the place. I mean, I've seen Koroks similar, but not, like, the ones, like, you just have to go, you have to follow the flower. But never one like that where you had to hit the, the flowers in order. Oh, gotcha. Uh, I also learned that if you have a fire weapon on your back, it keeps you warm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's cool. And, like, little things like that that I'm like, huh. Little, there's so many that. little touches like that in that yeah. game. Yeah, I, I will eventually go back and do... Um, Master Mode, right? Master Mode, yeah. Master Mode, new, or probably not New Game Plus. There is no New Game Plus, is there? No, there's not a, There's not a specifically a New Game Plus. I call it New Game Plus oh, okay, because just... I'm playing through it again. And That's not New Game Plus. Well, no, my I have an account which is called... Oh, my Switch is Mike, no, I Sarah, know. and Mike New Game before. Plus. Mm-hmm. So everything's a New Game Plus with air quotes That's around it. That's not how New Game Plus works. No, it, I know it's not actually how it works, <laughs> but it's how I'm doing it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So I finished Starlink. Yes. This past weekend. I, I heard, saw that you had said that. Um, and my review of the game is relatively unchanged. 
yeah, by the time I got to the end, it's still a 7 out of 10 in my eyes. It's still a good game. Again, I will say you'll probably be frustrated by not having everything, but the game is 100% beatable and enjoyable without having everything. Yeah. Um, towards the end, it did this thing where... It's not it's not really the same, but I will compare it to how at the end of Wind Waker, you have to stop everything, and you get to this progress wall. You're like, oh, I gotta go back all around the Great Sea, and I gotta find these stupid Triforce pieces. Yeah, it's like one of these things where it, it, it shifts gears to something that's still enjoyable, but you've been kind of doing all along, and it's like, now you have to do this one thing for a fair well, amount of time. The th- like It's like, the story mode of the game... So, there, it has that whole uh, mechanic for... I guess this is almost kind of a spoiler territory. I'll put a timestamp in the description if you don't want to see it. But it's not, it's not really spoilers, but it's kind of spoilers. Okay. So, what it is, is that you, you have those, like... Um, what do you call them? It's like a meter on the side. Like a meter like a, of an alliance. An alliance. Yeah. It, how strong the alliance is on a planet compared to how strong the legion or the bad guys are in a certain planet. And then there's that middle moment for, if, like, midway. It's midway like, of, like, no one. It's like, yeah. it's like no man's land. Yeah. And um, at the end of the game, there comes a point where you have to get at least 50% on one planet in every sector. And then you have to have enough resources to build a Starlink Tower. And that happens towards the end of the game. It's like the last overworld mission. Yeah, it's like the it, before the final it's, quest, I'd right, say. Right, before the, the final quest thing. line, it's the last thing. And... I when I got to that point, you see, in my opinion, the game never stressed that whole meter, like mechanic, like well, it was never an important thing. In the however, game. I will tell you this: until you beat the first uh, dreadnought, it's not it's not available. You can't see right, it. No, it's not even available. Like and I then, don't think there's ever a thing where it shows how much. Like it'll show you right. how much you have, but there's no legion. On Which there. I think is also silly because it's like something they were a advertising for the game, a big part of the game. And B, it's not even that important in the game, but it wasn't. It wasn't like brought into the game. You can't see it. You can't do anything with it until like sixty-five percent of the way through the game. Yeah, and at that point, it's like you know, it. it it's like yes, it's fun. Like the last plan I went to is like, oh, this is a war-torn hellscape because and, it's zero percent. Right. But it's also like okay, now I'm at the point in the game where like it being a war-torn hellscape doesn't mean I'm not gonna go here. It's the, like oh whatever, I'm strong enough to blow. The everything thing up. about it is that by that point in the game, by like sixty-five percent of the way through the game, I had already made up my mind on how I felt about the game. And at that point, unless a game does something like crazy, my opinion on the game isn't gonna drastically change. You know? Yeah. And it's like I was doing the things that I wanted to do, but I wasn't going out of my way to do anything special. And when those th- meters came into the picture, I still felt the same way. I was like, okay, they're there now. If something is a war-torn hellscape, I will beat a couple things up so I can, like, bearably make my way through a planet. But other than that, I really don't care about these meters. And the game never does anything to make you care about them. Yeah, it's it's really just a number. And it's like, if you want to complete the game, you know, that like, near the, at the end of the game, when if you restart, they there's, like, a challenge. Like, hey... Make every planet 100% aligned. Right, yeah. Which, like, for me, honestly, I was, like, f- six or seven... There's six or seven planets in the game, right? Seven, no, seven planets. I think I had four already 100%, and I was like, I'm fine. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't need to but do anymore. it's, like, it's... The good thing about that point in the game is, like, if you're, if, you're, if you're good at the game and you're willing to take the risk, you can just say, screw this, I'm gonna go blow up the, the Prime, right. which is... It's, it's harder the more... So, like, 
Yeah, there's a there's a hierarchy where there's the dreadnoughts with the giant spaceships out in this in the sky, which are really strong as long as there's primes still on planets. And primes are really strong if there's extractors, which are like the towers that you have to fight. As many towers as there are, the stronger the prime is. So the last planet I went to, there was it was a war torn hellscape. There was like I think eighteen towers on it. And I destroyed four of them to go bring the prime from a rank four to a rank three. And I took down a rank three prime, which is actually really fun and difficult. I think I think three and four rank primes are probably my favorite kind of boss encounter in the game. Definitely. Besides the la- like the last boss, I thought was a lot of fun. Last boss because it fun. was the most different. It was the only boss of its kind. Every other boss in the game is rinse and repeat. Yeah, but I will say this: um, you know, despite all the the issues that I had, I really enjoyed near the end of the game, having the Dreadnought bosses. I thought the Dreadnought bosses were very fun. I mean, it's typical space battle against a giant monster, you know, spaceship. I thought they were fine. They were just the same. I did the same thing four times. Yes. That is what I didn't like about them. I thought the design of the boss was really cool. The first time I did it, I was like, this is awesome. I feel great about myself. The second time I was like, okay. Third time I was like, still doing this. Fourth time I was like, I want to finish this game. Yeah, the fourth time I I didn't finish a planet first. I was like, okay, I'm going to take down this dreadnought. He's mine. And I, I, one of the dreadnoughts, I had destroyed both primes on both planets, but then by the time I got to the Dreadnought, they had refreshed the Primes, and I was like, I don't care, I'm just doing it, and then yeah. I did it. And I was like, you know what? Then I did it, and I was like, it was kind of fun doing it with the two Primes still there, because it was tough. Yeah. So then I went to the other Dreadnought while there were still two Primes on the planet. Like, again, I beat one of them, and then it came back, which is another issue that I have with the game, is that it shouldn't, it shouldn't do that. Like, once you do it, it shouldn't put this timer on you because I think it will just lengthen the game and make you do things that you've already done. Mand- oh, not mandatory, but almost pseudo-necessary for completing the game. Yes. And it's like, I feel like they should have had special primes that were powering up the Dreadnoughts and then regular primes that weren't powering up the Dreadnoughts. So once you beat the special prime that was on a planet that was powering up the Dreadnought, then that wouldn't come back. That would be done. But the prime would be there. But the primes would still be there for you to attack for your... For your leisure, for your enjoyment. Yeah. Like Guardians. Like, Guardians will never stop spawning around Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head here about why it's it's done this way. Just because, listen, when the game is over, they don't want it to be like, oh, you killed all the Dreadnoughts, it's over, done. You don't get to to fight Dreadnoughts or Primes anymore. There's no more Primes. Which, I get, but like you said, there are ways that they could have built around it that weren't I think they could have just... And uh, this is my, my biggest problem with the game, is that it is developed... I, I don't want to say lazily because I do think the developers worked hard on the game, but there are so many times where corners were cut. Also. Definitely. And it's like the lack of like proper cinematics for a lot of the game, the lack of the lack of I want to say just like a good feel for most of the game, the lack of variety in the planets. They all maybe look different aesthetically, but they are all geographically almost exactly the same. And just little things like that just, like, make the experience blander than I think it should be. And I think the other reason that we... I I feel similarly, and I think the reason for it is because if they had taken, you know, the enemy types that we saw, the location types we saw, and all that stuff, and said, okay, this is one of the three star systems. And then they had two other ones that had different enemies and, like, significantly different, you know, geology or geometry, I think it would have gone such a long way. Well, I, like... That would just be lengthening the game, right? Well, I'm not and saying it's lengthening, like, make... Okay, these seven planets are just one star. I'm saying, like, the design 
of the ones that we have. Right. Say so that is just one part of this game. Okay. Because I think that the the problem is like the stuff in this game, like you said, it's fun, it's enjoyable, it's good, but you do everything seven times on seven planets and three star systems, you're like, okay, like this is fine. I'm kind of over it. And that's where I had the, the issue for me is like I kind of put it down for a little while, like halfway through. Like I played it more like, you know, chunk one, ten hours, took like a week and a half off, chunk two, ten hours, and beat the game. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it a lot because, you know, it's like it's samey, which is fine. But I think if I had played it all the way through, I'd be like, this is lame. Yeah, I, I mean, I also did do a good chunk of side stuff. I was level like 26 when I beat the game. Oh, wow. And uh, first of all, by the end of the game, I had my, I was so, I felt so powerful with just the buffs that I had on my regular ship. I unequipped weapons on my wings and I just used the you just used wings the like wing? laser cannons wow. and it felt really good. That's cool. I like, I stopped the whole point of the game just so I could use the cannons for the final boss and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, that's, that is my opinion of the game. I thought, oh, here's one thing that I really want to highlight in the game is the story. It doesn't like take the extra mile. It feels very Saturday morning cartoonish. Which I think... This, and I really like Yeah, it. I was going to say, it's very fitting for what it is. Especially if you take out Star Fox. Like, because Star Fox is like, you know, it's sci-fi serious-ish. But, like, these guys are goofy characters. And their story is endearing. But, yeah, it's very it's very Saturday morning. And I, I love that so much about it. I wish there was more... Like, I wish there was more story. I wish the game did more to make me care about the characters. Because the characters are, like... I don't want to say fleshed out. But they're, they're there, you know? Like, they have, they have personalities. Yeah, like, if I had to describe to you one of the characters in the game, I could use adjectives, and you'd be like, oh, I know which one you're talking about. And, like, I think it was good with the the way they developed the banter in the game between yes. characters was smart. I think there's probably more banter if you don't use Star Fox the whole time, which we both did. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, the characters are fun, and I like them, and I wish... Like I said, there's a, there's there's the skeleton of something really amazing in this right, game, right? And it just doesn't it, it doesn't, doesn't go there. that far. I thought that did you do the the side quest line with Doctor Thorne? Yes, that was my favorite part of the whole game. That, that was that, that was that a quest great line, part. I thought that was a lot. I mean, it was predictable. I but, don't want to spoil it, but it was predictable. But it was but it was a lot. It was still a lot of fun. Like I yeah. don't think just because the story is predictable, it makes it bad. No, not at all. Uh, but it was a lot of fun doing that, and the little boss fight at the end of that was a lot of fun. The wolf fight was also a lot of fun. The wolf the spoiler, fight was you fun. fight wolf. Yeah, I was actually a little disappointed with the wolf stuff. I, was I don't know too. if I was expecting more, but it's 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 like I'm disappointed in in the same way I'm disappointed with everything else in the game, where I'm like, this is fine, but they could have done just a little bit more to make. But it really like good. again, that last fight was a lot of fun. Last fight the last fun. fight was fun. The rest of it was lacking to me. Yeah. The design clearly like this is the issue again. Like Ubisoft. Toronto made this game? Or I Ubisoft I Milan? honestly don't remember. No, I don't I remember. think it was... No, Milan is Which Rabbids. one made... Yeah, the other one made this game. Okay, Toronto. I think... Or Paris, one of the two. Anyway, it's not it important. Been, uh, the fact yeah. is, Ubisoft like clearly has good designs. Dreadnought, great boss. Wolf fight, great boss. Final boss, great fight. The side quest mission for Dr. Thorne, great mission structure. Right. It's just the stuff in between is fine, but it shouldn't be it's the focus. It's just like... The the glue is not very strong holding this game together. And it's like, it was very clearly made as a cash grab. They're like, let's get it out. Let's get it out. And I hope and it that's does, the issue. Yeah, I, I hope it does well enough that they can make a sequel that's actually better. But I don't I think mean, it will. Here's the thing. If they make a sequel, we're kind of screwed. Because you, in most Toys to Life games, you can take the toys that you bought 
for the first game and use them in the second oh, game. Oh, yeah, but we, we can't. We can't do that. We will have to buy everything over again. Yes, if but they you make and another I, deluxe version. But you and I both know now right, that we, we probably wouldn't need to buy it. We could just buy the $60 digital and version. And, like, if they make a second one, I hope that they would know well enough to not make it Toys to Life based off of how this game is selling. Yeah. And then I thought, so I am replaying all the Kingdom Hearts games in anticipation of Kingdom Hearts 3. And I was playing Kingdom Hearts 1, mm-hmm. like, last night. And do you know the gummy ship? Yes. There's, there's a ship in Kingdom Hearts that you <laughs> drive around. Ship. And this game came out in 2001. And these are ships that, with, within a massive RPG, especially for its time, yeah. you can build your own ships, customize them, and put your own weapons on them. What does that sound like? <laughs> a game that I'm paying extra for in 2018. Although, in, in its defense, the Starling ships, no matter how disgusting you make them, always look better than a gummy ship. I mean, yeah, and like, don't get me wrong, the gummy ship parts are not, my gummy they're ship, not good. My gummy ship, I've only played Kingdom Hearts 2, and my gummy ship was an abomination. <laughs> it was a freak of nature. It was just, if I recall correctly, it was just like a bunch of shield ones in circles, and then just like a line in the front of bullet makers. It was awful. But yeah, well, I mean, what I'm trying to say is, I mean, although the quality of the Kingdom Hearts gummy ship segments are nowhere near the quality of the whole game of Starlink, this is something that people have done before, and not, not toys, toys to life. life. It's yeah. just a, it's just a shameless cash grab. Yeah. Although I will say this, um, I was at GameStop yesterday, uh, not Saturday, yesterday Saturday, and uh, I saw a Starlink ship in person for the first time. They are very nice looking. I'm ships, sure they though. are very nice. Like I, the part of me, the other part of me hopes this game kind of tanks so I can buy like one ship that I think is pretty and then put it up somewhere and have it sit there. It's I'm, nice. I'm sure in a couple of years. Yeah. Not even because I mean, look at how how super cheap the uh, Skylanders are now. Yeah, I'm not worried. Not like I want one of those abominations of Spyro. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway, why don't you tell me about your surprise? Okay, Mike. So there's a game that I bought, or I, I, I'm sorry, that I got a very, very long time ago. Like a very long time ago. You're just setting me up for anger, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give it to and you. And I was told so many times that I should play the game, Mike. Like so many times that I should play this game, and I just never got around to it because other things got in the way, and I finally set aside some time to start the game. Yes, that's right. I finally started Celeste. Yeah, I knew. I knew. <laughs> I knew what you were doing. You set me up. You set me up. You set me up. You didn't even finish Octopath Traveler. I'll get there. No, you won't. I will. I want to finish Octopath Traveler. Um, He's never going to play King uh, Blade Chronicles. <laughs> easy there. Um, so first of all, Celeste is an amazing game. I've heard it's Every, very good. Everyone should play this game. Um, if you can't... So it's a challenging... Platformer. Platformer. It's a 2D challenging platformer. That it is very challenging. I that. died over 200 times on the third level. There's only there's only eight levels in the game. I'm like about halfway through the game already, and I played for like maybe three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough. The story can I don't I don't care who you are. You can relate to the story of this game. I've heard it's, it's a very good story. It's beautiful. Like yeah. as far as I am in the game, it is really good. And I like I don't want to stop playing the game. It's so good. And well, I know you don't have to. I I know I don't have to. Yeah. No, I'm saying like. Like, you know, when you beat the game, you. Get, oh yeah, you get, yeah. I didn't yeah. know where you're going. With that. I was like, is he like following up for a joke? Or like, no, 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 no. I didn't know what you're trying to do. No. Um, yeah, the, you can do the B side stories 
not yeah. stories, levels. And there's also the strawberries. And there's also the strawberries. Which are like collectibles and level. And if you beat the B-sides, there's actually C-sides, yeah, which are apparently just... ungodly levels of difficult. And so it's like one of those things where if you're into this and you really want to keep going, you can. Right. I think you'll you know throw yourself think, at a brick wall I first. I think but... after I finish the story, that is, I, I will definitely go back to the game and try some other stuff out. But just beating the story is good enough for me. Yeah. It's like it's like worth the price of admission just for the story. Yeah. Um, well, people like you and I, because we play so many games, that's kind of par for the course for us. Like, if a game... I, like, I wouldn't say, say like, that. For you and I, like, if a game really, really gets to us, I'm going to go get 120 shrines. I'm going to go get 999 stars. Like, if a game gets to us, we'll play it all the way. But generally speaking, most games will, like, we'll play it, enjoy its content... And dabble in a lot of the extra stuff, but we're not gonna be like, I'm gonna hundred percent this game. I would say I would say that's the case for most people, just in general. Like no matter how many games you buy, unless True, a game but really like, as a kid, to you, you're not for, gonna do it. For me as a kid, it was like every game, hundred percent, absolutely. Well no that's way. because you're you. <laughs> okay, fine. So I'm I think this way. But anyway, yeah, I I really recommend it. I'm only like a little less than halfway through the game and it's it's getting high up on my game of the year list, I'm not gonna lie. Wow, that's cool. Uh, anyway, Indies, do you wanna, you wanna be sad for a moment? Yeah. So, Grip came out. It's really good on PlayStation. It's really good on PC. It's, it's, the game is good. The issue is that the version of the Switch has difficulty handling the game at a proper frame rate. Also, and this is the bigger issue for me, the physical edition is 40 bucks, right? So is the digital. Like, this game was 20 bucks. I honestly would have considered, like, listen, I know it's not the best version. I'll pick it up and play it single player. It'll run fine, and I'll play it. But for $40, I, I can't justify it. I think if the frame rate issue wasn't there, the $40 wouldn't be as big a deal. Oh, it definitely wouldn't. Because, like, like, frame rate in a racing, like, racing game, all games, all games, but racing games and fighting games especially, frame rate is really important. And this is, like, a twisted metal style, like, it's like death races, like, you're shooting cannons and stuff at one another. Right, it's like, it's really important to know what's going on at all times, and if the yeah. frame rate is jarring you, it's, it's annoying, it's, like, almost unplayable. Then. Yeah, it's like, like, you know, Marvel vs. Rabbids Kingdom Battle has 30 FPS, and it didn't, I didn't even know until I looked it up. I mean, 30 FPS isn't a problem, it's a problem when it, it dips. Yeah. When it fluctuates, that's the annoying part. Yeah, and it's, mm, it makes me, it bums me out, because I was really excited about this game, and now I'm I mean, not they might it. badge it. Maybe. I, I mean, I heard it was very, it was a lot buggier than that when it came out. Yeah. And then they patched it. I don't know, after the sexy brutal, I'm kind of just like, I need to someone to prove to me this game's good before I buy it. Right. No, I I get that, and I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll get it on PlayStation. Not for not for forty dollars, but maybe I'll get it on PlayStation. If you do, we'll tell me. We'll play it together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. In further news, Gris is coming out on the Switch December thirteenth. I like how you wrote this, and I thought you just wrote Grip incorrectly on our show notes, and no. it's just G R I S. <laughs> what is this? Gris is a game about. It's like almost a narrative through someone's mental health almost okay but not that might be a bad way of explaining it but it's just someone who's gone through a lot and like trying to piece together their mental state is it is it in a metaphor of a platformer is it a french game because then it's greece 
I really don't know, to be perfectly honest with you. Or Spanish in Greece. It looks very pretty. For That's Greg. what I know about the game. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Next one up for uh, something I wanted to bring up. So a few weeks ago, I mentioned how Rogue Legacy had made a sighting on the eShop. It is actually now available for $15 on it the Nintendo eShop. It's one of those games that I really want to pick up. Like We talked about it a couple weeks ago. It's a good game, but right now I just don't have the time for it. Because right. I know Let's Go is coming out, and I want to play that to oblivion. I, I think I said this last week. Um, where I said if someone wanted to know what the like the best game to play for a row for a like starting a rope like right I would lead them to rope like if someone asked me what is American cartoons all about I would be like this is Mickey Mouse watch a bunch of those cartoons and you you like oh so that's that's American cartoons. If someone asked me what a roguelike's all about I would show them Rogue Legacy. It's cool. just the perfect example. Yeah, so check it out. Uh, next up, Brawlhalla is available for free on the eShop now. Yes, get it now before it loses all relevancy in about a month. Yeah, I downloaded <laughs> this and I was like, even Sarah, she's like, what's this game you bought on the Switch? I was like, oh, I didn't buy it. That's why it's on the Switch. So it sits next to Fortnite not being played or opened. Right. Um, oh, well, I mean, I am interested to try it. So, like, honestly. It's, 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 it's like a Smash clone, but with, like, a rotating character roster like League of Legends, right? Right. And you can, like, buy characters, like, with in-game money or if you want to you know, buy characters for real, you can do that. Which, it, like, it's a cute idea. I like the if concept. If the game is tight enough. Because, like, in League of Legends, you don't need to get away with perfectly balancing every single character because they fill different slots, you know? Like, character we Am I wrong? Partially I've, I've never played the game, so the game is I'm just going off what I know. Well, this is what happens. Well, if a character's not balanced, if you're playing real, real games, then those are going to be one of the six characters that get banned. Right. If you're playing not real games, and then you're just stuck in the slums dealing with the overpowered characters. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, I know what you mean. What, what I'm trying to say, poorly, is that in a fighting game, you really need to make sure everything's balanced, because people will find ways to exploit things that aren't balanced. Yeah. Like, I mean, when we play Smash, we don't play very competitively, but I remember when Diddy Kong came out, or when the game came out, Diddy Kong was just stupid overpowered. And so was Little Mac. When the game first when the 3DS came out. Came out yeah. Little, everyone played Little Mac online. It was awful. Because, like, like, even at lower levels, like, some of these things are so easily exploitable that you can do it. And, like, those are the things that, with a game like Brawlhalla, you really need to be care about, careful about, especially if you got a rotating roster like that. Yeah, definitely. But we may be totally wrong about that game. We've never played it. Neither, neither of us have. Um, last thing, which is very important to me, is that Liar Princess and Blind Prince comes out in February of 2019. I know nothing about this game. There's a trailer about it on the Nintendo YouTube channel. There's a bunch of trailers out there, and a lot of them I don't think are that great, but the, the one on the Nintendo trailer, on the Nintendo YouTube channel, I thought was the best trailer that I've seen of the game. Okay. So I would go watch that trailer. Um, it's like a 2D puzzle action platformer. Okay. About a blind prince and this And wolf, a liar princess. And a wolf who... Um, is pretending to be a princess? You know, Mike, let me tell the story. Well, it, that's what it's called. <laughs> yes, that's the point of the game. And she likes the prince, and she's afraid of what he would do if he really knew who she was. So she pretends to be a princess and leads him around protecting him in the woods and is afraid of what he would, what he would do if he found out. So it's kind of like a, a fairy. It's basically a fairy tale. It's a Western fairy tale meets like a Japanese kind of style. Okay. Looks it's cool. got a collector's edition also coming out. Oh. It's called the Storybook Edition, which comes with the soundtrack of the game, a very adorable looking storybook, and um, with a really like a really nice cover to it, as well as the game. Cool. Physically, 
So I'm really interested in that. That's coming out February for 40 bucks. For the special edition. For the special edition. I don't know how much the regular version of the game is. That's cool. But anyway, moving right along to our main news. Um, let's talk. Let's go. Comes yeah. out in less than a week. Comes out yeah. Friday. We're, We're very excited. So four days is the countdown. Uh, we saw some. If you saw the new trailer, they just showed some some of the like kind of the character art for character four characters we knew would be in the game and three characters that we assumed but weren't sure. I, I'm pretty sure they said red and blue were going to be in the game. They said red and blue would be in the game. I didn't. They didn't say that green was going to be in the game. Yeah, I mean, but no one really knows who green is unless. I, you, unless did you read the manga? Yeah. Oh, all right. So. The Elite Four and Red, Blue, and Green are in Let's Go. So it's kind of cool. I'm excited to see how they implement Red, Blue, and Green into the game. Um, the Elite Four, they're where the Elite Four are. Their artwork looks cool. I, I really they like look the Elite kind Four. Of, like, the way they're now stylized, most of them I'm fine with. Lance looks weirdly young to me. He always and looks I like a weird like child it. boy with his with his cape. Yeah, look at and me, I'm he, flying. He never looked this young before, and I'm like, that's just it's like, is think, he out of college now? I think the original artwork always looked like that, and we just it left just enough up to the imagination. We're like, oh, he's cool, and they're like, no, he's just the dork with a bunch of dragons. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, it's it's what I expected. It's more of what we know is going to be in the game. So, like, there's there's nothing shouting whoa to me yet for for Let's Go. I'm, but, I'm very excited for the game. I've said this so many times. But yeah. but it's like we all kind of are going in, I think, knowing exactly what to expect. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. The whole game has been data mined, by the way. It has? I See, I saw a thing about it, and then I didn't see any information afterward. I, I actually do want to share something interesting about um, what came out in the data mine. There's no narrative spoilers, and there's no... Pokemon spoilers, but there are mechanic spoilers. So I will again leave a second timestamp in there if you don't want to hear it. But it's just like shiny Pokemon and IV mechanics. Okay. So there's something called. Wait, wait. Okay. Click away if you haven't already. Um, there are something called catch combos in the game, and um, the higher your catch combo is, the more likely you are to get a shiny or better IVs for the Pokemon. So it's so, like. It's, so it's like, like the SOS thing, yeah. but um, the way it works is the more of the exact same Pokemon you catch in a row, um, the better your odds are for certain things. So I think the odds for Shiny are what they usually are in a Pokemon game. One in 8,000? 8, 8,000 something. Uh, if you catch 11 of the same Pokemon in a row, I catch 11 Pidgeys in a row, my chances for a Shiny are now halved. Is so that per 11 Pidgeys or just after 11 Pidgeys? After 11 set? Pidgeys are halved. After 21 Pidgeys, you will get at least five perfect ivs okay after 31 pidgeys you will get six perfect ivs and quadruple the chance for a shiny wow so that's actually very much like how it um before sos battles this was how you you could also chain shiny you could also chain pokemon for shinies mm -hmm. there's a way to do it i did a, a lot in diamond and pearl basically like you use an item like the pokey finder thing and you you went to you know a bush and then you ran to the pokemon and then randomly somewhere in the grass another piece of grass would shake and you have to go to that piece of grass and you can keep doing that. And the more you did, the better the IVs were and the better the shiny Pokemon chances were. So it's cool to see these kinds of mechanics returning. Right. Th I mean, that's cool to me, not because of the shiny. I mean, shinies are cool. Don't get me wrong. I don't really care about shinies though, personally. That's cool to me because it's so absurdly easy to get good IV Pokemon. Let's hope so. It I will take you an hour and a half, you know, if that. The only thing I worry about is, like, you know, Pikachus are rare. So, uh, well, not Pikachu's a bad example because he might not even be a catchable Pokemon. Right. No, um, he is a catchable Pokemon. Well, we've seen him in, in, in Let's Go Pikachu, can you catch him? Yeah, we, no, we've seen him so in Yeah, you can catch Pikachu You can catch every Pikachu. Pokemon. Okay. 
So, well, except for the region exclusives. Except for, re, or, yeah, except for those. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, an example, like, if you're in, like, uh, I don't know, Mount Moon, you know, Clefairy's kind of rare. It might be harder to do it with a Clefairy than it right, might be with it, it might be a little bit harder to do with those Pokemon, but it is doable. Oh, I'm know? not saying it's not like, a doable. Like, you just have to not get hit by other Pokemon. Yeah. As long as I hope, and I think it's reasonable to hope that, you know, there's there's enough places to chain a Pokemon to actually right. have this and happen. And the other good. thing is that you don't have to keep track of it yourself. There is an on-screen indicator of what your catch combo is. Oh, that's good. And, like, I just think that paired with the fact that you can now choose what nature you want for a Pokemon is just, it's making it so easy, and I love that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's only, like, 50 fully evolved Pokemon in, Le- in Let's Go, so, like... The idea that saying, hey, all of us could easily access all the best Pokemon every, in the yeah, game. Yeah, every... That's a perfect IV Pokemon, in the nature exactly. we want is really exciting. Like, I, this is, that's just great to me. That's perfect. We're going to play so much of this game. I'm very excited. And then we're going to not we'll, play a lot of it when we play we'll Smash. Maybe we'll upload some of you and I's battles. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be fun. fun. We need to just make sure we get the promise each other that we'll still play it when Smash comes out. We'll be playing a lot yeah, of Smash, yeah, yeah, but, of course, you know. Okay, good. All right, but speaking of Smash, the DLC for Smash has been decided. Yes, Sakurai came onto Twitter and said that Nintendo has given him the list of characters they want to him to be making in Smash. He still has final say on whether or not he can actually do it, like mechanically speaking. But apparently, the characters have been decided. Well, it's it's locked. He yeah. like he had decided what movesets he wants to make for them, and the characters are locked. They're done. Yeah. He also said um, to stop sending him re- recommendations of characters you'd like in Smash. Note this no, tweet no, was no, only you're wrong. It was in Japanese. It wasn't. It wasn't. I couldn't find it anywhere in it's Japanese. In Japanese. Well, it's in English as well. The, yes, the joke the- was that it was very either it wasn't easily findable or for a time it wasn't available in Japanese. People making jokes like, "Oh, it's all the Americans who are stupid." Right? No, he he did it in Japanese. But yes, so the DLC has decided in a episode or two. I'm sure we will do top five picks. Yeah. for our DLC, who we would like the five DLC characters. I think that so. might be our first uh, our first Smash topic of discussion in our Smash month. It might be. We'll we'll find out. Yeah. You'll Smash, find out. Smash Mouth coming December. Yeah. Um, but moving right along, the this... Kirby game. Star I'm going to do that over again because Kirby that Star was Allies? super awkward. Yeah, try again. Kirby Star Allies has uh, had its third and final update announced, which is a big one. Yeah, And it's one good. that I'm like, wow, I'm going to enjoy this one. Not the other ones were bad. They were just simple. They didn't really make me go back to the game. Yeah. But this one has... Through at least three new star allies, and it's got a new mode and it's got new bosses. Yes, which is super cool to me because the game. So it brings back the the alternate dimension from um what was it called? Return to Dreamland. The, the like the alternate dimension you went to in Return to Dreamland is now back in Kirby Star Allies, and it kind of acts as the harder mode, and it's like passing the baton through characters you'll play as all the star allies yeah so as so how you usually oh if you were playing player one you had to be kirby you're only kirby for a certain section and you'll go through every star ally as you're right. active and i'm i'm glad that this is like one of the easiest kirby games ever so I'm, I'm glad this will be a challenging part of a kirby game and i'm also glad that they're bringing in like the modern kirby characters because i love the like the newer kirby games they're some of the best kirby games in my opinion and now that those characters... Like, I love Susie from Planet Robobot. I love her. I'm so glad she's here. Yeah, it was so funny. I was watching this trial. I was like, oh, Magalore from Kirby Return to Dreamland. I love him. Okay. And then there's other two characters pop out. I was like, 
Matt probably is really excited about these characters. I didn't <laughs> play these. These are the two Kirby games I haven't played. Those are like the two best Kirby games. In your opinion, yeah, I haven't played them. I need to play them at some point. I love those games. But yes, and also, if you look at the end, I think they're teasing that the three sisters are also going to be star allies. I think so. Which is super cool to me. I mean, this like this is definitely going to make me turn the game on again. Yeah. I'm very excited to go back I'm excited to, to play the game. It's, and they say it's more challenging. I don't know how much more challenging it's actually going to be. But, I mean, listen, like, when I beat, I mean, you beat it, when you beat Ultimate ultimate Boss Rush, it wasn't difficult, but it was challenging. Right, exactly. And I'm hoping it's something like and, that. And, I mean, it looks like you fight all three of the, the Mage Sisters at the same time. Yeah. So, I hope that's challenging. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure it will be. There's, I mean, there's three of them. Right. I'm happy they're bringing back some some alternate versions of the classic bosses like Krakow, King Yes, Divinity, I'm and, so uh, glad Krakow's back. Yeah. Krakow wasn't in the full game, was Yeah, he was. Was he? Oh, yeah. He I was, but he would, but like, you know how like Wispy Woods had Wispy Woods and, and you know, a harder Wispy Woods? Right. There was only um, one. There was Krakow, and then there was just two Krakows. Like, it right, wasn't, right, it wasn't right. harder Krakow, it was just two Krakow. That's right, I remember. But it's, uh, it looks exciting, and it comes out before the end of this month, so I'm excited to have some time to play it before Smash comes out. Yes, me too. Well, I mean, like, seven days before Smash comes out. Yeah, well, I, I mean, even if it's, it's just one new mode. It's probably not gonna... You know, I actually have a long car ride to Washington, D.C., like, mid-December. Really? Yes. So, although... It might not be out yet. Mid-December? You, oh, mid-December. I thought you said mid-November. Well, first of all, we do have a locked release date for the Kirby update. It's November yeah. 30th. That's what I thought. Um, That's why I was like, how are you gonna play it on your mid-November car ride? I was when- like... Never mind. I will probably be playing Smash all the time. You will be. But, um, you know, that's another thing. I was in a car ride up to my grandparents' house, and my Switch died, like, halfway through the car ride. And I was like, man, I wish this thing had a better battery life. No, you know what it is? It's not that the Switch has a bad battery life. It's a yes, Starlink. It well, it's an okay battery life. The Starlink drains it. Yes, like, it I play, I, here's the thing. I play about an hour and a half to two hours of Switch on my commute to and from work. An hour to two hours. Usually, by the time I'm done, I'm at... 60%, I'd say, give or take. Starlink, 25%. Starlink yeah. destroys your Nintendo well, Switch. Well, I mean, so does Mario Odyssey, and so does uh, no, Breath been, of the Wild. No, because today... Look, hold on, hold on. Let's all the stay... Ga- the 3DS, or not the 3DS, the Switch will die in, like, three hours non-stop playing those games. I played an hour and 40 minutes of Switch on the train today. I'm taking out my Switch. We're going to okay, see how much okay. battery life I have. So a little less than two hours... And I'm at 44%. I told you! I haven't had this issue. I've never had an issue with it dying on me. Just get a charger. It's hard, man. The Anchor Chargers? They're huge! Oh, maybe I'll get one of those. I would recommend, if you're looking for gifts for your Nintendo fans in your life, I'd pick up an Anchor uh, charging uh, port. You know, there's one for Switch. Don't get it. It's a little more expensive for literally no reason. It has two ports on the side, and it charges... I mean, it charges my phone... Probably four or five times completely, 100%, before it needs to be charged. So, like, if you bring that on, it brings, like, an extra two times the life of your Switch battery. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'll keep that in mind. You should. But, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about Kirby. Oh, that's right. So, I mean, bottom line, Kirby looks pretty cool. Yep. It's the mo- It's honestly the most excited I've been for this game. Because I, st- I still don't think Star Allies is a great Kirby game. I think it's a fine game. It's a fine Kirby game, but... You don't want to be a fine Kirby game. You want to be a great Kirby especially, game. Especially the track record Kirby's had lately. Yeah, it's like so it's so middle of the road that it's almost worse than if it was bad. I mean, I'm I'm also <laughs> sure that we will get a a Kirby spin-off next year. Mm-hmm. Some kind of Kirby spin-off and then the next year hopefully we'll get another Kirby main, mainline. But anyway, moving right along, the next thing that we want to mention is that it was announced that 
this year, the Video Game Awards have the largest lineup of game announcements in show history. This kind of excites me. Which I is watched, promising. I watched the video game. Uh, isn't it video game? It's video game awards, right? VGAs. VGAs. Video game awards. Okay. So the VGAs. For the, I watched VGAs for the first time last year, ever. Mm-hmm. And I remember like freaking out when I looked over and like you know, all the Nintendo guys come out and they're like DLC for Breath of the Wild. You want to look at it? It's available now. And then they dab off the stage. <laughs> I mean, they don't actually, but you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. So I'm hoping that Nintendo pulls. They'll put one thing. I think Nintendo will put at least one thing. They always Nintendo always has a big showstopper. Yeah, I think it's either going to be like some really big release, maybe like a real first trailer for Fire Emblem or a release date, or what I really think it is. I really think it's going to be here's the first DLC character. Like this is who it's going to be. You think so? I think they'll announce it and like have I, like a trailer, but I don't think they'll have like a lot of gameplay footage. I'm really them. thinking it's too soon. I like, mean, I'm really, I'm really thinking they're going to save that for the January direct. I could see them waiting until the January Direct or waiting to give a release date until the January Direct. But, I mean, when I think about what's going to be the big showstopper that I could think of, that, Mario Odyssey 2 slash DLC. Well, first of all, we're nowhere near Mario Odyssey 2. I don't think so either. We're we're too far away from that for that to be announced. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what else I would think of that would be so big that they would want to bring it. What about, what if that Star Fox Grand Prix is real? What if we get a trailer for Metroid? What Animal Crossing? A trailer Animal for Met? You no, know, because they just give us. I think they just give us a release date for Animal Crossing, and I like. I don't mean this in a mean way, but like the kind of no, guys are like the hardcore gamers like, with three Z's at the end of it are the guys who are watching the no, VGAs. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's not that kind of show. I I think I think a Metroid Prime trailer would be very apt. A Metroid Prime trailer would be cool because I mean it's an American Game Show Awards, and listen, Metroid does better in the states. Metroid, it always yeah, has. Exactly. Um. Man, I don't. I mean, I don't know what else it could be. Um, maybe another something Zelda, maybe. Yeah, if they were gonna announce something else, Zelda coming to the Switch, like a. I mean, we were always making the joke about you know the Majora's Mask situation, but if they pull a Majora's Mask with Breath of the Wild's engine, could you imagine? That be that would be cool. I no. mean, it's, it's too soon still for for that. I think. Well, either, I mean, like, huh? a remaster or something else. Majora's Mask took what eleven months to make. Well, yeah, but it's like it's different now. Yeah, you know, I know, like, but you know what I'm saying, right? I make, I mean, it's it's a, it's a different ballpark, but I make the joke how the entirety of Disneyland in California was built within nine months, but nowadays it takes them three years to build one ride. Okay, it's like it's it's just in 2018 is a different ballpark because you're using different technology. For, that's and like that's just not for ride engineering. That's for God. Video games. If they announce Mario Odyssey two at the VGAs, I'm gonna laugh at you for like <laughs> it's just gonna be this gonna be a bonus gonna, podcast episode. Never gonna leave it down. Yeah, it's gonna be like episode like 45 B. Mike laughs at Matt for 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of cool. Uh, Travis Strikes Again is getting a physical edition, and it's getting a season pass. One of these things excites me, and one of them very much doesn't. Can you guess which one is which? Yes, I can. Good. <laughs> well, I mean, in 2018, I'm no longer upset by season passes. Ah, uh, I'm not upset by them, but it gets me, oh, I might not want to buy this game, because if- well, I'm going to buy went, the game. Because I'm like, okay, either without the season pass, it's a shell of a game, and I don't want to play it without paying it, so I want to wait no, until it goes no, on no, sale, no, no, no. or- or, I'm not saying it's always that. I'm saying it's usually DL- season pass-related DLC, generally speaking, goes one of two ways. Not always, but one of two ways. One, the game's really good and fine on its own, and the season pass is interesting, but sometimes you're like, ah, I already beat the game, do I really want to go back eight months later, and it's not really worth it. I would say, like, all the Xenoblade 2 DLC before Torna is stuff that I'm like, that's cool, but it's not going to make me go 
back to the game. And then there's other games where it's like, this game is not really great. And if I really want to experience the game and enjoy the game for what it is, I need the season pass. And if that's the case, then I'm just going to wait until the game's on sale, because then that plus the season pass might be the price of the $60 game that, to begin with. That really doesn't happen that often. To like, me, you know, I don't like, know. Like, I, I think it's... I, I, I don't mean to say this in a mean way, but I think it's just because you only have a Switch that it probably looks that way to you. No, there's, but, a, couple, like, there's a couple PC games where I was like, mm, not I season mean, pass, I, I think you see that a lot with EA, but that's because it's EA. You know, like Sony companies, they don't do that. Um, most third-party developers don't do that. I'd say if you're not talking like the big three, right? EA, Blizzard. I mean, Bl- Blizzard doesn't really do it either. Yeah, well, Blizzard has their own issues. Bl- yeah, Blizzard is different. Ubisoft. <laughs> I, 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 it depends. I mean, it depends. It's just... For, to me, it's like when you announce a season pass, I understand. Like, you but... you are always getting a full game before you buy a season pass. And just because someone else has the season pass, it doesn't make what you have not a full game. You still have a full game. I know, but there are certain games where I was like, wow, I wish I hadn't bought this game at all, and I have a season pass sitting in front of me. That's t- Generally speaking, I don't like buying season passes until I know everything that's in it regardless. That's why I didn't buy Xenoblade 2's DLC pack. Right. And I, I waited to buy Breath of the Wilds until we got the announcement of, here's what the first one is. I said, okay, I'll do this. I'll buy this, because I know after this we're getting story content, and this plus the promise of something that I, generally speaking, would trust, right. I'll take. That kind of stuff. You know, Mario Party. I mean, not Mario Party. Mario Kart. I didn't buy the DLC until I saw the levels and saw what was available. That's just me. Right. No, I, just, I just, I don't like, like I don't like, I don't know. This is the first No More Heroes game in a long time, and I'm just... I liked No More Heroes 1 and 2, but if they came out today, I probably would not play them. That's, that's fair. So I'm like, listen, let me see the reviews of this game, and then if they go well, then maybe, yeah, I'll look at the season pass. It's but... like, I, th- I think, especially from what we've already seen of the base game itself, I don't think that you're going to get a lesser experience by just getting the game. You know? I'm not saying a lesser experience. In this case... I'm not worried about a lesser experience. In this case, specifically with No More Heroes, I'm I'm worried about not getting a game that I think is enjoyable as the base game. Like, I'm not going to buy the season pass regardless, even if I do or don't like the game, because I'm not sure if I'm going to enjoy the game on its own. Right. And I mean, you're saying that now, but you might love the game and you might really want the season pass. Yes, because that's why I'm waiting. I think, like, I think in most cases season passes are ways of delivering more content for a game that you already like. I like I think they've begun to be used in a more positive way. Like Spider-Man for example. The DLC has no reason to be in the main game. It's a story that takes place after the main campaign. Like and the ca- the main campaign is a full arc and then there's a lot of spoilery things that happen at the end of Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. We're not going to talk about that this takes place after those things, and they have like a—they don't have a direct effect on them, but there are little things that like it, it comes into play, and it's like you wouldn't have done been able to do this in a, a full game because like you can't just randomly tack on this extra four hours at the end of another game, and I you can't that. randomly start the next game with this. It's just—it's just more. Yeah. Well, in my perfect world, I also would prefer like because this is what really happens. Like I said, I usually don't buy it until. Enough of it's out that I want that I'm going to purchase it to begin with. Right. And, like, for example, like, Mario and Rabbids had a season pass that I didn't buy because I didn't think it was going to be worth it. And then when I saw Donkey Kong, I was like, okay, this alone on its own, I'm only buying this, is worth it. But I just, 
and this is again my personal preference i just prefer if like i know it's not practical for keeping a game like you want people to keep coming back to your game over multiple times but i really rather one big dlc than a bunch of small ones like you said with spider-man I understand it's very episodic in its in its nature, so it, like it makes sense. You're like chapter one is only like you know, like you said, sorry, it's usually like five to ten hours of content, five to ten hours of content, five to ten hours of content. In a perfect world, I'd prefer thirty hours of content just all at once. Right, but that, I know that's not how it's ever going to be, so I have to just get over myself. I mean, it depends. But if you're The Witcher three, you're going to get thirty hours of content twice. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I want to be The Witcher three, but um. Yeah, I, I just think that it's time that people stop looking at DLC in a negative light. Because, I mean, you, you're always going to have the people who do it to get more money. But you also have so many more developers doing it because they want to give you more fun. Yeah. I mean, they, they want well, to make more I, money. I think... There's no way around that. Yeah. But they are adding significant things into the game that had no reason to be there to begin with. But I would argue, alternatively because of that that's why we all have to be more conscious about our dlc because they're sure i know know what you're buying but like when you go to the store and you're like wow this candy bar looks really sketchy and this one's a hershey bar which one should i buy like it's the same thing you know what i mean yeah i mean i know that but we're also very very informed in the gaming industry there are people who aren't the way that we are yeah but and that's why i it's like it's not that I think all DLC is bad. I think the DLC that is bad is so bad that it really makes right. me angry. Right, and I angry. mean, the, the lesson is be careful with your man- money. Yeah. Like, any lesson when buying things should be. Yes. But know, it just annoys me. That's that's <laughs> the end of that story. Yeah. Uh, moving We were along. right. YouTube yeah, is on I Switch. I that a lot. <laughs> you do. Count, go back to last episode. He said it like 12 times. I say, I say moving You have no other lot. transitional words. <laughs> <laughs> but... Anyway, YouTube is on Switch. We were right. It's it's cool. Yeah, I have I haven't actually downloaded. It yet. I downloaded. I haven't opened it. But it's cool. I'm glad that it's there. Yeah. I yeah. almost said it again. <laughs> There's a job listing for Legend of Zelda. I don't know why this is super important. It's I mean, cool. I mean, they're working on stuff. Really, really, they're making another Legend of Zelda game. Matt? no way. <laughs> really, they, they, that game, the series Legend of Zelda, really getting another sequel. They're why? working on things, and I think it's important. Okay. All right. Do you see they that Smash had commercial? One of the coolest like video game commercials, just in general. I, I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. So Super Smash Bros. got its official like commercial commercial. The best part about it is that there's no sound on it. It's just like the sound effects of the characters running around doing what they do. And I think Nintendo did this on purpose. Because now, all over Twitter, if you go on our Twitter, at Pink Old Peeps, you'll see some of our favorite song dubs of the of the commercial. One of my favorites is um, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Uh, the Happy Together, the same version from the original Super Smash Bros. commercial. And uh, Rebecca Black's Friday, because it comes out on December 7th. Um, Titanic. Yes, My Heart Will Go On. That one's also Titanic. on the Twitter. And Ocean Man. I love I love it whenever someone puts Ocean Man on anything. There's also the one that someone's like, this is the best one by far, and it's the, the music from the the basement of the original Resident Evil game. You know what music <laughs> ah, yes, like, yes, yes. I was like, oh my god, oh god, no. Um, I'm, I'm waiting until I find one for You Say Run, which is, like, one of the main themes of My Hero. Oh, people, it's up. People sure slap it, it onto everything. I'm sure it's up there somewhere. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But, oh, man. I, I, it's a really good trailer. And it's it is. It's really funny. Take a look if you haven't seen it. It's very good. Um, But there's a trailer that's... I, I don't want to say bigger, but a, a trailer that's more conversational. Yeah. Which is uh, Detective Pikachu got a trailer earlier today. Yeah. So... 
if yeah, I'm sure you've seen it by now because the episode's going up probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Probably Tuesday or Wednesday. So you've seen it by now. You've seen Twitter. You've seen people reacting to it. Matt, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm really excited about this movie. All right. It's it's stupid and campy the way it should be because it's Pokemon, and it looks crazy and ridiculous because it's Pokemon. The first time I watched the trailer. Hey, you! Get out! Get out! I have neighbors, Matt. <laughs> Hi, our new discussion for the week. Look so we were discussing for the week. Shut up, Tim! <laughs> Tim, no one introduced you. Alright, so our main discussion for this week is the Pokemon movie trailer. Detective Pikachu, the movie, the trailer, the game, the ride, the experience, the bi-weekly curated pack of snacks. Hashtag Bojack Horseman's a good show. <laughs> Tim's here. Boys, oh. what did we think of the trailer? Let's go, let's go in order before we start, start shouting out. Mike, go ahead. Is no one going to cut me off this time? Well, Matt, you seem like Tim? you really want to talk, so go ahead. I really liked the trailer. I thought that it looked goofy and silly, which is exactly what a children's movie about a Pikachu detective should look like. It shouldn't look super serious, and I like that a lot. Also, I know a lot of people were, some people were like, oh, it looks so weird looking at these Pokemon. It's like, well... If they were just like the cardboard cutouts of the 2D models that we're used to in real life, um, if you've seen the original... Not 2D anymore. I'm saying the original ones. Okay. And like, if you look at the original Pokemon trailer, then it would just be the original trailer for the original Pokemon game, red and blue. But in real life, but it would just look very silly. I think it's like, you just gotta kind of step past that uncanny valley because they're they're not real. <laughs> they're not real. I mean, I don't know. I think the designs are very fitting for what the pokemon are right like if you if you had a real charizard what would it look like probably something like that so i think it's good i'm actually excited for the movie i think the animation looks fine and it won't age like absolutely terribly but you know it's, it's really good i'm excited all right tim well uh, on the topic of how the pokemon look it's like those creepy like pokemon drawings that people draw on like tumblr and stuff like that's what it looks like. It looks I saw, like I saw somebody said one of my friends said to me, "Wow, it's like DeviantArt vomited yeah, onto a movie trailer." Exactly, which like isn't the worst thing because it's it adds a realistic, scarier look to the Pokemon, but in a cuter fashion. So, and it's very stylized, like it's very much consistent with itself, mm -hmm. which I think is important. Yeah, yeah. Plus Ryan Reynolds. Like I didn't even know I liked it he was doing I this. I would. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he did was the voice doing well. this under the table. Like, no, we no, we've know. we've known. I, he was an okay. Tim, just because wow. you don't follow the news doesn't mean that I we don't. don't follow anything. I was still hoping for Danny DeVito to sign on. Okay. <laughs> oh no, he's playing Mr. Mime. It, it, it's because he's <laughs> because it's Mr. Mime. I understood the reference. <laughs> Mike is violently beating Tim right now. Um. Uh, as a trailer, though, Pokemon designs aside, did you like the trailer? Yeah. I thought it was exactly what it should be. Exciting enough for a kid's movie, enough Pokemon for people like us to care. I think what? it was more than a kid's movie. No, well, I mean, I, I want to get into that. I really liked everything about the trailer the first time I watched it, except the Pokemon themselves. I, I did not like them the first time I watched the trailer. I was like, those look disgusting. I don't like it. It wasn't even Uncanny Valley for me. It was just, like, stupid. Like, I thought it was stupid. And then I watched the second time, and I was like, okay, that Pikachu's kind of cute. And then I watched the third time, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, but Mr. Mime's the best part of the trailer. And then, it made, like, by the, by the fourth time I watched it, I, I liked it all. Like, there was nothing about it I didn't like. Yeah. And it's like, one thing that I really like 
is that a lot of the time when you make a video game movie or you make a movie about something that's really beloved, you like kind of be like, oh, look at this, we got this in it. Like when they made the live action, um, when they made the live action like um, Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. They were like, oh, we got to throw this in it. Oh, we got to put that in it. Like, they, they had to put the hula hoop song in there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, oh, we got to put that the in The hula hoop song? You know what I'm talking about. And Or, like, when they made the live-action Scooby-Doo movie, they were like, oh, they got to do this. They got to do this. <laughs> I actually watched that relatively recently, and the amount of times I was, like, looking at this, I was like, I hope this doesn't age the way that one did. It's just really <laughs> funny to watch. You no, know, that movie's not awful. It's not to awful. To his credit, that movie but, like, is not terrible. It's so funny, we're like, okay, this is the scene where they used, uh, you know, a live-action model to be Scooby-Doo, and this is the scene where they have no people in it so they could have Scooby do whatever the hell they wanted. <laughs> like, it's very clear. But, um, no, it's just like, they clearly have a lot of respect for the source material. Yeah. They're not being like, oh, we gotta have a Pokemon battle. It's just, it's very, it's not hokey, you know? It's like... Oh, it's hokey, but... <laughs> no, I think, it's, I think it's not hokey. I think it's it's not trying to be like, look, there's Pokemon. It's like, this It's Pokemon. This, this is a Pokemon world. Matt, it's, a, a Pokemon movie. it's a Pokemon action movie where they talk about hope in the trailer. <laughs> right? No, but what I'm saying... It's hokey, but not like, it's not... It's not trying to be like, look how relevant we are. Look how cool we are because we have Pokemon. It's like... What's wrong, Tim? I got PTSD <laughs> when I heard the word hope. So, so, a total side note. Oh, no. I and my other friend are co-DMing a game of Pokemon D&D, and the world that we created is all about hope, and it's all about trying to regain hope. And it just region. annoys me and Tim to is, no extent. Tim is part of the game, and, like, the whole, like, we're only six sessions deep, so, like, the whole story hasn't become clear to Tim yet. So he keeps getting bits and pieces, and it really annoys him that he doesn't understand everything yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, so when I heard the word hope in the trailer, <laughs> I lost my mind a little bit. I was like, why, Ryan Reynolds? Why did you say hope? Why? <laughs> but anyway, anyway, that's not that's neither here nor there. Um, it's, I don't think it's hokey. It's... It's hokey in a kids' movie kind of way, you know. Yeah, they so say that's that, why I said it was a, it looked like a good. But they say movie. the same things that you would say in like one of the Wreck-It Ralph trailers that's coming out for that movie, which you is know? also a kids' movie. Right? No, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm saying it's not hokey in the sense of we're a Pokemon movie. We're all Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. You know, like it's it's seamlessly blending it into a movie. It's not trying to be like, it's wow, not, look at this, look at it. It's not shoving it in your face. I know, you're saying it's not trying too hard to be a Pokemon movie. It's still being hokey. It's just not being hokey about being a Pokemon movie. We don't know yeah. that yet. Yeah, from what no, we're we seeing. We saw one trailer. We saw yeah. one trailer. But it's also, it's like one of those things where it, it, it's going to be a kid's movie, not because obviously, because it's Pokemon, but Detective Pikachu, as a game, is also designed for kids. Like, it's not supposed yeah, to yeah, be... Yeah, but, I mean, first of all, I haven't played the game, but I've heard a lot of people who have played the game say this is nothing like the game. But like, just the, the, the premise is the same. The idea of, like, I never knew my father, blah, 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 that's the same. Or if I think I was missing, something like that. It's not like but the rest of it, it just, it just doesn't look like the game. Yeah, well, I'll be curious to see when it actually comes out. I just imagine that its audience will be similar to the game that they're also trying to sell as audience, and that's kind of where I land on it. Yeah, I, I mean it's still gonna be good. They they know they have two markets: the children and us. <laughs> no, I mean like I think I think the key to and Rob's not here, but Rob would Rob would argue this with me is that the key to making a good. <laughs> I'm losing an argument, so I'm gonna say if my friend was here. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> 
first of all, I don't think I'm losing this argument. Second of all, um, the key to making a good cartoon nowadays is not make it good for kids. It's make it good for everybody, you know? I'm saying look at, a good Look kid? at Toy Story 3, even though Mike has never seen it. I'm not Tim saying... See, oh, Tim doesn't like Toy Story 3. I absolutely despise Toy Story 3. I didn't say a good kids movie has to be bad for parents. I just said it has to be a good kids movie. I know good kids movies are ones that parents enjoy too. What I'm trying to say is I think the bigger market to be had here... Is the Pokemon fans, not is just the, the Pokemon kids. fan base as a whole, not just kids. Especially those people who have been around since the 1990... What, what were the arguments What did I just for? say? I said, this is a movie for kids and a movie for us. Those are the two markets. Us, the video game people, the Pokemon... Come on, fans. How am like what? <laughs> you said it a little differently. I don't I don't think I did. Tim. I wasn't paying attention. Damn it, Tim! Tim, why are you here? <laughs> um It's just I th- I I think that this movie will be enjoyable for everyone, as Mike was alluding to. I wasn't alluding to it, but yes. <laughs> I I really like what this game game, what this movie what the trailer was doing. And bring it to the table. And bring it to the table. And I, I think oh, what? I was going to say, I think like people are like, oh, the Pokemon look weird. Listen, when they said they were making a live-action Pokemon movie, every single one of us was like, Pokemon are going to look weird. So, like, once you get over, like, oh, that's what yeah, live-action like, Pokemon look like, like. What did I expect them to look like, you know? Yeah, like, like what, I mean, how would you change them? I mean, other than the Jigglypuff thing, because the people who say Jigglypuff shouldn't be furry are just, you know, wrong. And, like, why, why, hold on, I had someone at work bring this up, why shouldn't Jigglypuff be furry? Yeah. I just don't understand it. No, I agree it. with you. She has a curl. Because. Like, that's hair, clearly, yeah. in the in the anime, they just don't, like, the way they make Pokemon isn't to scale of what an actual creature would it's, be in it's the almost, real world. It's almost as though they're making a representation in a video game. Exactly. Huh. <laughs> and it's like, I think, I think it goes, like, there's steps to it. There's the original mm-hmm. Pokemon games. Then there's the re- the redesign of the graphics, sort of, more or less, yeah. with X and Y yeah. and Sun and Moon. And then and the, you have Pokin, which well, goes a little bit more further, detailed. Like, you, yeah. can, you, can you can see, see the fur yeah. on Pikachu. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. Well, and you can also, like, it's more than that. It's, like, people, I guess, who also watch the anime and the anima- animated movies who are b- upset that this isn't an animated movie. I yeah. Feel. No, like, you but, know? like... I, I like that it's not animated. No, I think it looks nice. looks cool. Yeah. And I, if this movie does well, I hope we don't get a second Detective Pikachu. I hope we get different stories in this world. Yeah. I mean, the world I, looks interesting. I would like to see, like, you know, like the generic American sports movie, the underdog story of the American sports guy who's, oh, man, I got to do good in this thing. I would love to see some, like, campy thing like that about a Pokemon trader. I just think it'd be funny. You fun. mean Ash? No. No, sure. because it has to win at the end and be relevant. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, I said it. Right. Win at the end. Second of all, he can't be an idiot. <laughs> hey, Hey, I right. want you to go back and watch the first five episodes. Basically, watch the anime from the beginning to until after the S the, the SSN sinks. Those episodes... Ash is a jerk. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> once, once the SSN sink, James loses his mind, yep. and Ash becomes hilarious. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, you're right. like when 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 James falls in love with the ghost that turns out to actually be a ghastly. From that point forward, his mind never comes back because there's lines as they say he's back, but not to normal. Never does he ever go back to normal. That's just James now. <laughs> I never picked that up. Yeah, that's great though. Uh, um, any other closing thoughts you want to put yeah, on the I've, Pikachu I've got, trailer? I've got some more things to say. Sure. Uh, first of all, Mike, what's my feelings on just Kanto Pokemon all the time? Uh, you hate it. Yeah, I do. 
There's Pachirisu no. in the trailer. Shut up. No, there's there's a lot of other Pokemon. There's Pachirisu. There's some Amogla flying around. There's a good shot of Greninja. Um, Actually, there's uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> three yeah. Greninjas. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm confused. Why why do you just hate Kanto Pokemon? I don't hate Kanto Pokemon. Matt. I really like Kanto Pokemon. I hate when they oh, just use Kanto Pokemon. Sorry, I'm, I'm he's very like, passionate he's like, about oh, this. He's like, oh, oh, Kanto Pokemon. <laughs> I really yeah. don't like it when it's all Kanto Pokemon all the time. If it was all you know about Pokemon, he wouldn't care. No, I think I would. Okay, well, so you know, Pokemon plus Pikachu, he wouldn't care. I would would be able to bear it a lot more, but I hate it when they just, like, cling onto one gem. Like, I just wish that it could be more than that. And, I mean, there are more Pokemon, (laughs) but a lot of the main Pokemon in the trailer are Gen 1 Pokemon. Yeah, and those are are the people you want to... Like appeal to because you want their them no, to take their trailer for. I understand that, and for the trailer, yeah, I get it. I understand yeah. why it's like that. In the main movie, though, you you've already got their money. They've already given you the money to buy that ticket yeah, so to sit put, down. Put an Amogla in there. And I hope put there's it. more Pokemon featured in the movie. Can't First wait. Of all, what another PTSD? He's still moment. annoyed about the DD. No, another PTSD really moment. Oh, God, okay. Second of all, like. Yes, like, I get it. Kanto, you know, we got Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee coming, what, two days from now? Three four days. days from now? Four days from now? It's Monday. Okay. Can you we, count, Tim? No. <laughs> okay, I just got home from GameStop. Of course I can't count. <laughs> so, you got that coming out. You have this trailer releasing so close to that release date that you want to catch the people who are going out to buy that game in four days. You also want to get the, catch the people's eye who maybe aren't going to get the game, but are going to bring their kids because they played the original. Because they played Red and Blue. No, I, I with, 100% with agree with With Charizard, Pikachu, with Mr. Mime, with all that stuff. So yes, like, hanging on to Kanto is like shooting yourself in the foot a little bit. Hey! If you're, <laughs> if you're sprinting ahead of everyone, shooting in your foot isn't going to slow you down that much. No, I, like, and I 100% agree no. with you. It makes 100% sense. And the... From a business perspective, from a marketing yeah. perspective, they 100% should have focused on Kanto Pokemon for mm. this trailer. I totally get that. I hope the movie isn't like that as well. No, yeah. What I'm trying to say. If, if this movie is just about a bunch of Gen 1 Pokemon, they have like a those three Greninjas and that and <laughs> that one. Not even, they like Photoshop it out for the actual movie. It's <laughs> totally like, different. Greninjas? Oh, Really? You saw Greninjas? Yeah. I'm sorry, those are Kabutops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those are those are st- scythers. What what are you yeah, what, what are, are you talking, talking about? about? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I would be so upset. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, and it's, it's again, it's not a deal breaker mm. for me as I'm making it out to be. Yeah. It's no, just, I know. I just like teasing I, you about. I like Gen about one. Pokemon about how you have this great world of Pokemon. Yeah. You're like, nah, yeah, but you're you not going to use that great world. You we're going to use this. You can't overflow it. No, you can't. You and can't. I it's think it's too overwhelming. Again, like I was saying, how they weren't trying to shoehorn everything in. Like, Imagine if they put Embor in, in there face? instead of Charizard. No, exactly. Like, yeah. Embor. Exactly. From the worst gen of Pokemon. <laughs> no comment. I, I mean, I, I do think Embor is one of the worst starters. Yeah. But... I'm just saying, like, that's what I mean. Those like, starters are awful. Yeah. Like, the only, some of the only good starters are Gen 1 starters, first of all. Can we can we say that? Wait, but this way, Gen One doesn't have any misses, where most of the other gens have at least one. Like Gen Two doesn't have any misses. Meganium. Typhlosion's unfortunately bad. Well, no, no, we're not talking about competitive points. First of all, from a design perspective, none of those Pokemon look bad. I no, think, I, no, I didn't say Typhlosion looked bad. No, right, but none of those Pokemon look bad. No. I'm just saying they they set up they set up Gen Two reverse of Gen One, where like you know how it was really hard to play through Gen One with Charmander, mm-hmm. but by the end you got a giant fire breathing dragon. Yeah, 
Okay, I'm gonna start with chicory. It's gonna be really hard. What do I get? A stupid plant thing with a giant neck. And it's like, that's cool and all, but there are so many cool grass Pokemon in that game yeah. <laughs> that I'm I, like... I like the design of the game. I don't like the game. Um, I don't mind the game. I mean, Gen 3, does, Gen 3 isn't bad. Gen 4 isn't bad. Wait, Gen 3 Gen is... Gen 4 is... No, oh. Gen 3 is good. No, Gen 3 is alright. The only thing I didn't like about Gen 3 was Swampert. Swampert didn't have enough... Oh, I love Swampert. Swampert was cool. Yeah, no, I... I never it's got it. the same timing as Quagsire, the best Pokemon in the game. Oh, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. I meant Gashadon, the best Pokemon in the game. Guys, I'm moving out. <laughs> I, um... Anyway, wait, we're totally off topic. No, 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 let's finish this conversation. This will be the okay, end of this Okay, okay, fine, we'll finish this conversation. So, um, Gen 4... Five, what, we, we skipped Gen 4. Yeah, Gen 4. Gen 4 is awesome. I, yeah, I, I like... I mean, Infernape, for me, is like, whatever, but... He's cool. I don't like Torterra. I will say I don't like Torterra. I love Torterra. Torterra's nice, and Polion's alright. Inferno Ape's the best. I love Infernape is... That's the thing. Yeah, it's like everyone has a Pokemon, I think, in Gen 4 of the starters. They're like... Other than... Other than uh, Infernape, they're all unique typing. Yes, yeah. And Infernape does something different than Blaziken does, which I feel it makes him unique. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, these are four awesome, uniquely different And then you get to Gen 5, where you get the third firefighting type. Okay, okay, okay. You get... Here's the thing, here's the thing. You get a fish. (laughs) What... What is... Is Oshawott's final form? Like, what is it? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody knows. It's what like that a thing pleasaur is. with an otter, and it's it's a samurai. Hold on, I, f- I forget. It's this. got four oh, it's legs. samurai. Samurai. I don't know. Superior is fine. Like, it's just a good. snake. It's, yeah, but it's good. It's, it's, it's not. Like it's, it's not good. It's just a snake. <laughs> it's like I don't. I don't have a. I don't have it, like, no, you know, what it, you know what it is? It's good in comparison to the other two. Yeah, it's the best of yeah. three, but, like, God. No, wait, what do you mean Superior is better than freaking Samurai? That's what we're saying. Yeah, Cinero- Samurai oh. looks dumb. Samurai's yeah. dumb, Embor's awful, yeah. and and Superior is just the best of bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Superior, if it had a unique typing, would be better. Well, that's the thing. It's like none of them are unique typing, and yep. two of them are mono type starters, yep, exactly. and it's like lame. Yeah. And then okay, and then you get into Gen Six. Gen now Gen Six and Seven both follow the same kind of style, where um, in both gens, the final evolution of the starters follow some kind of JRPG trope. Yeah, it's like an anime character for right. all and six you have, of them. You've got the warrior, the paladin in Chestnut. You've got the Wizard. mage with Delphox, and you've got the ninja with Greninja. I like how it's like, the paladin, the mage, the ninja? Yeah. <laughs> and then they try to do something well, you similar the with Gen 7 with the siren, yes. the wrestler, and mm-hmm. the archer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they went with like, you know, like very human-shaped mm-hmm. creations I... that that are, you know, that have these roles. But like, think about it. None of them outside of, uh, outside of, uh, Pre-Marina, all of them are are, are uh, bipeds. Yeah. They all stand on two feet. Like, none of them are quadrupeds. Right, and I I mean, that's for better or worse. Yeah, cases. that's why I'm saying I they're, like, like, very human-esque. Right. And I, I think Greninja, and that's honestly why I think Greninja is the most popular, not only because they designed him to be the quote-unquote cool one, but also I think he's the best design because he looks the least human. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh yeah, for sure. I And I personally like Delphox. Totally get why people don't like Delphox. Well, I, I like the issue is I like Brakeson a lot, and yeah. Delphox just becomes like it's wearing a brown paper bag. Hmm. It's like a it's a it's a Brakeson who like you know lived its pop star life in Pokémon, and then it, it grew up, and it was like, 
Nobody cares about me anymore. I better put this big burlap sack on my body <laughs> yep. and become a more powerful mage, like, I guess. It's like Shia LaBeouf with the proud paper bag. I'm not famous anymore. Yes. <laughs> but then it's like, but like, yeah, it's like Chestnut's fine. Delphox is fine. Greninch is... Whatever. Just, yeah. Chestnut's my least favorite out of the three. I mean, Chestnut I, at least has a unique move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, it's no. like, I don't... Water sure you can... Water Shuriken's unique. unique. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, like, out of the two, which one's better? Oh, yeah. Spiky Shield or does, Water Shuriken? Does... Oh, okay, fine. Well, yeah. Water Shuriken with Action Ninja is better. Of course, <laughs> but that, <laughs> that's they're different. not talking yeah, about Yeah, well, let's say, one of them got an alternate form, which yeah, one did. Yeah. I just... Th- those... We can agree that, like, whether or not I like Chestnut or Delphox more, they're both, like... Mm, mm. I mean, Greninja's the one that was designed well. I think Gen 7 was probably the first time in a long time where all three are, like well designed they're not all great like primarine yeah. is okay but the three of them are all like hey here's something unique and cool and different yeah no i love all three for gen 7 yeah mm. and it's like i wish I primarine wish, got I, more love i don't but... like the ghost i really ghosts. wish i i mean i think both people at the table are going to dislike me after i say this but i really wish that um that incineroar was a quadruped you can get out of my house. Well, no, I mean, I really wish they kept going with that cat thing. No. Well, I feel like a lot of his animations, and especially even even in Smash, it looks like he does like I Run like how he four. stands on two legs, but he runs on four. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so it's like he's not, he's Completely. not like he, yeah, he's a wrestler, but he like he is still a cat. Right. Uh yeah. It just their designs is really good. I just really like the designs of Gen. 7. I just don't like Primrose. You mean Primarina? Sorry, that Primrose. one. Primrose is from Octopath Traveler. Primarina is from from Octopath Traveler. Hunger Games. No, <laughs> no, Octopath. That's what Tim thought, though. No. But Primarina is fine. Okay. It's like a mermaid well. siren. It's like you, yeah, she was alright. The design just, is fine. It reminded me too much of like that Samurai like failure. Like it just looked bad for me. See, it's also funny though because like none of us picked Primarina when I played Ultra Moon. I, I Ultra Sun rather. I played with Primarina. I was like, wow. Primarina is the Charmander of this game yeah. because nobody picked her and she's really good during the game. Yep. I um, love Pablio. Like Pablio, yeah. I love Pablio. Yeah. yeah, unlike Decidueye, we did, who's We didn't awful. go through the, the stage ones of all the Pokemon. No. We only talked about like, nope. the last nope. stage. No, we talked about the last stage. Which I do want to highlight, I think all of the stage ones for Gen 5 are really good. It's just basis. upsetting because they look like they have so much promise and what the right, hell happened. Right, so much potential and it just goes... <laughs> Awful. Yeah. Speaking of going awful, can we wrap this episode up? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, bottom of the line, wow, gosh, gee, we were talking about the Pokemon movie trailer. Um, I thought it looked really good. Yeah. I'm excited to see more. I'm, I think we're all excited to see more. I am excited for the, like, I never thought that I would be excited for this movie, but I'm excited for this movie. As am I. It's going to look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any any more closing thoughts? No, we're wrapping up the show. Let's go. Closing thoughts? No. Yeah. Uh, Tim, can you recite to me the Declaration of Independence? No, stop. All right. Um, so this is our closing. This is where we give fun facts, and because Tim has been uh, oh, oh, drafted for this part, cool. of the time, you're going last, but you're going, but you know you're coming up. All right. My fun fact is that if your phone starts bugging out on the screen, get the replacement then. Don't wait until a month passes and then your phone literally isn't working and you have to get a new phone this morning. Speaking of which, I got a new phone this morning. Check it out. It's what'd very you, pretty. What'd you get? Uh, an S8. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, Tim, what's your fun fact? Uh, my fun fact is, since we talked about the Declaration of Independence, the last person to sign it was Tom McKean. Thomas McKean. Dude, okay, my fun fact <laughs> is that Tim is a lazy piece of trash. There we go. I didn't have a fun fact, and he said Declaration of Independence, and I just happened to type in to Google fun fact, and it gave me that random fun fact. So, 
Oh, Google's goodness. always listening. That's your fun fact. That's the fun fact. There you go. You 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 brought it around. Google you brought is it around. always listening. That's all right. Fact. Um. So if you want to uh, follow us and all the funny things we do, uh, follow us at Pink Gold Peeps on Twitter. Right now, me and Matt are doing the countdown to Smash post. So every day there's a question, and Matt and I will both answer it and give our reasons why. Today was our favorite Echo Fighter. Matt explained about how he really liked what uh, they're doing with Ken, making him very different. I talked about how. I have to love Lucina the most because she's my favorite from Smash 4. Also, you can contact us at uh, pinkgoldpeeps at gmail.com. Send Matt all the hate mail. He will read it. He'll cry. He might not respond, but he'll read it. All of it. Yep. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud or on uh, iTunes. We're Pink Gold Peeps and Pink Gold Peeps, respectively, on each one. And Rick's record made our opening. He's a really cool dude. Check him out on SoundCloud as well. Matt, do you have anything else you want to say before we close out the show? Yes, I do. Ciao.